Hi, hi. Hello. Peace be unto you. This is Coach Beshi here and I am excited to be back with my podcast episodes. But this time, it's a special episode. And I get a lot of people who are asking me, how did you do it? What did I do? You're going to find out in this episode. Um, but first, how are you? What's going on with you? I hope you're doing well. Um, I hope life is treating you fairly. Okay, so let's go right into it. So, about 20 days back or 22 days back or three weeks back, 21 days, right? I got married again. Basically, I said yes again. Now, for those of you who are not near here or the, you already know my story, then you know that this was a very long walk. It was a long journey from essentially 2015, the year 2015, when I lost my spouse to a cardiac arrest far away in Milan. Then I lost my father exactly three months later. And, you know, the first two years were very, very, they were very tough. It was more like a roller coaster for me. It was more like me trying to heal, rediscover myself. I spent most of 2016, you know, trying to figure out what was going wrong with me, you know, Um, getting counseled, getting therapy trying to heal, trying to rediscover myself, trying to chart a course for my life. Um, so um, my life's journey has been quiet, dramatic. I think that's the word. There's been so many mystery everywhere, you know, the ups and downs, and there are so many lows, you know, that... Um, you know, manifested or perhaps I would say led me to fall into trauma, depression, you know, anxieties, worries at some point, insecurity. Um, so it's been um, all of those years now up till now. And so finally in 2022, on May 20th, I said yes again. And a lot of people are asking me, how is it? How do you do it? And I promised, I said, I was going to record a podcast for them to share how I found love again. So this podcast episode is about how I found love again and how you can tune. Follow me. Okay, so. One of the first things that you want to do right now is you want to be very truthful to yourself. I know, I don't know who you are. Perhaps maybe I know if you, of course, I know most of the people that listen to my podcast, but I know that so many people who have never listened will be listening to this one. Um, But one thing that I want you to know is that you need to be truthful to yourself because I'm going to be asking a lot of questions, thought-provoking questions. I'm going to be sharing um, a lot of, you know, things with you 
maybe some of them you have heard before but maybe you have not heard them in this light right or you you perhaps you don't know how to apply them um so yes i'm going to be sharing all of that um number one thing that i think i did that really did help me was that i did the work and when i talk about the work i mean i did the healing work i took responsibility for my healing i took responsibility for ensuring that i grieved strong and came out stronger i took responsibility for that and you have to take responsibility for your healing if there is any trauma lurking somewhere, childhood trauma, some form of abuse that you went through, something that happened between you and maybe your past husband, your ex or someone, a family member, a relative, a friend, or something that hurt you from the past that you're still holding on to, then it's important that you go and untangle all of that knot, right? So many knots, things you know, from your past, then it's important to untangle it. And the only way that you can get to do that is when you decide that you're ready to heal. And deciding that you're ready to heal is not enough. You know, acknowledging that you're ready to heal is not enough when you don't allow yourself to receive help, you know, when help presents themselves. So if I people say, I know I want to heal, but most of them are not ready. They know they need to do the healing work, but they're not ready. So the question is, are you willing to heal? Are you willing to do the work? And if you are willing to do the work, the number one thing that you need is to be vulnerable. So it's not like paying lip service, like, yeah, I'm ready to heal. You must be willing to be vulnerable because the counselor, the coach, the therapist, whoever, the psychologist or whoever that you'll be sitting right in front of them, that you feel like, I want to walk through this. I want you to help me walk through this. They're not like magicians. It's not like they'll just go into your memory and they'll find out everything that's happening to you. You need to let them know all the significant experiences that has led up to this point in your life. And so it is important that you're vulnerable. There's one thing that I always say, and if you've read my book, maybe Dispose, you'll have found it there somewhere, is that vulnerability and healing are two sides of one coin it's almost impossible for you to be able to heal you know or get helped if you're not willing to be vulnerable if you're not willing to open up and i love how Bim brown put it she said Bim brown said that vulnerability is more like an act of strength courage but oftentimes people think that those who are vulnerable are weak but that's not it because it takes a lot of strength and courage to to someone to even someone the courage to say i want to talk about my story i want to share what i'm going through i want to sit in front of a counselor or therapist or coach life coach and i want to be able to walk through this i want to face the demons i want to open that closet that has so many skeletons in them and I'm, I'm ready to face them today it's a whole lot right it's a whole lot and it, it requires strength emotional strength it requires a lot of courage and so you must you must do the work that's number one do the work number two it's so important that you allow yourself to forgive so important this i get asked often again and there are people who are waiting for me to record a podcast on forgiveness interestingly i have a series on forgiveness 
on my podcast channel already so you can catch up on them but i know i'll still find time to record more god willing forgiveness is so important and forgiveness is medicine forgiveness is medicine self-forgiveness is medicine for guilt and regret or things that you regret that you've done or decisions that you made that didn't turn out well forgiving other people is medicine for past hurts and maybe how somebody treated you in the past betrayers and all of that resent resentment and so many things and asking god for forgiveness is medicine and there is a way that it heals you that you know when you have that faith that God has forgiven me for a past sin, there's a way that you feel, there's this confidence that you feel in God, and there's a way that it boosts your spirituality. So yes, forgiveness is so important. Who is the one person that you need to forgive in your life right now? And why do you need to forgive that person? Remember, sometimes the person that needs to be forgiven is you, like you need to forgive yourself for decisions that didn't turn out well, for betrayers, for things that you really regret, you know, for things you felt like, oh my God, why did I mess up? How did I even find myself doing this? You know, so it's so important that you are able to do that. And forgiveness requires a lot of compassion and a lot of kindness and empathy because in all of that is when you're able to find genuine reasons to forgive other people and to forgive yourself. So be gentle on yourself and be gentle on other people and try to do this work as you're planning to go on your healing work. Forgiveness is one of the fundamental pathways to healing. And I enjoy you to embrace forgiveness today. Number three, grow yourself self-development it is so important that you grow yourself you see nobody wants someone who doesn't um who is stagnant basically right who is not generative there's something called generativity you know erickson's theory of psychosocial development says you know at some point in our lives we want to be in that place where we're Gen- generativity where we can generate like we can contribute right so when you become a person of worth or of value because you have value to give you are able to contribute people are able to benefit as a result of interacting with you and that can only happen when you continually grow yourself and you choose not to be stagnant because when you grow yourself you become attractive you become somebody's brain crush basically and gone are the days where men are now attracted to the container like oh she's got figure eight ah she's so cute oh she's a pretty girl oh yes i know there's a physical attract for so many people for the men and the women alike as well but seriously most often now i see that more men and even women alike are attracted to other people based on their character, based on what they have up there, based on, you know, how they treat other people, you know, their character, the way that they engage with other people, you know, the, the, 
they, their personality, you know, maturity, so many things that people are attracted to. And not just whether he's tall, handsome, kids, or she's she's sexy, or all of that, all of that, all of that. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. People are now smarter to look this one. Is she miscellaneous or is she prudent? Is she smart with money? Is she, you know, those are the things that you're looking for. Now, you don't get to that stage when you're not growing yourself. If you're not growing yourself and you're stagnant, you don't get to that point where you become somebody's brain crush. So you need to get to that point where you become somebody's brain crush. <laughs> Who's your brain crush? Oh my god, that's on a lighter note. And you know, interestingly, I know I, this brain crush word I found um, on Adam Grant's um, post and I really just did like it. Um, and in my mind, I was just laughing sheepish and be like, oh my God, you know, my husband and I are actually each other's brain crush, right? So you need to be someone who's your brain crush and who, whose brain crush that you be, right? Something like that. Okay. Number four, it's important that you are optimistic about life and that you exude positivity basically because when you exude positivity what you experience in your life is positive everything we do in our lives are they happen from moment to moment and this moment can create the next moment right now i know that by the time i am done with this podcast i'm going to feel so fulfilled and i'm going to have a very good night rest because i know that by the following morning i can publish this and fulfill my promise to the so many amazing women who have been waiting on me for one week now to record and publish this right so i know i'm going to be happy and i'm going to feel fulfilled and, and i know that i'm going to feel have a clear conscience knowing that i'm fulfilling a promise so you know it's what happens when you keep a positive mindset you know i cannot come here to lie to you that i've always kept a positive mindset no during my low days it was very difficult to the point that there were days where i just look at my life and i say my life is such a mess and there were days where i just when i just cried for the most part of it like i just cried i sobbed for the most part of it because i just didn't understand what was happening to me and why it was only me that it was happening to but I remember again my mentor who I've never met and I pray that Allah makes me to meet him someday in this lifetime. Professor Mushtaq Al-Atabi um, who I encountered online via his course Emotional Intelligence for Success insisted in one of those courses that we needed to post our gratitude list every day on the course platform. And some days I wake and I be like my life is such a mess what's there to be grateful for? But I needed to fulfill all righteousness. So every day I would post it. Like some days I would just go copy the list from last week and just paste it. Because of course the professor said, make a gratitude list. But over time, it became a part of me. It became a part of me to do what exactly? To look for the sunshine in my life. To look for the sunshine in my life. To look for what is working in my life. To look for the good in my life. To look for the miracles that remain in my life. And that's the same thing that I want you to do. 
that I want you to constantly look for the positives. What's going on well in your life right now? What are there that what are what are those miracles that still exist in your life? What are those amazing who are those amazing people? Those amazing people support system that are still alive in your life, basically. You know, and give gratitude for all of this and make this a part of your life. Make it a daily thing. Make it something you do every day. And you're going to see the amazing results because you will be able to open up to more abundance and more positivity. And that the experience that you get out of life is that you are able to, they are more positive because the effect of your moment-to-moment actions are positive and so they generate more positivity into your life it's not rocket science it's just what it is imagine that somebody says something sweet to you right now of course you'll be giggling the next moment right and then if the same person slaps you like just after the that really exciting moment you'll be sad the next moment right and that's it That's just basically what our lives are like. So, cultivate the habit of living from moment to moment and taking charge of the moments in your life. There is a podcast on my channel titled How to Live from Moment to Moment. You know, cultivating is a mindful living. Um, Go check it out. It's an amazing podcast. You should go check it out. So many people listen to it. Okay. So let's go on to the next one. And that is number five. Give love, give value, give kindness, give compassion, give gifts, give, 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 give. Just be a world of gifts. And when we talk about giving, we're not talking about having so much money. You don't need to be rich. You don't need to be a millionaire to be able to give. Some days... You give comfort to someone. Some days, you give just this genuine smile. In other days, it is just a sincere compliment. In some days, it is just advising someone genuinely, you know, truthfully. In other days, it is just being you and exuding love and giving love to the world and the people around you. And whatever way they, in whatever way that you can give love, do not stop being love in the world. Give love to as many people as you can. And when we talk about love, we're not even talking about romantic love and all of that. I love you, you love me kind of thing. We're talking about love in its just in its form as it is, love. Because when you give more love, you get to receive more love. And in giving all of that, you would eventually find that one person who becomes like your brain crush or maybe they are you become like their brain crush and they'll be like oh my god where have you been all your life but this is just part one ladies and gentlemen i hope to come back again remember do the work forgive Grow yourself, give gratitude, and give love, love, and more love. And I wish you so much joy in your life. It's Coach Beshi, and I'll see you soon. 
Bye for now.